Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. No people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. Feels like we need uh, a siren sound or something for an emergency. That white smoke you know, behind you. It is. We have a... We have news. We have big news. The Red Sox have a new chief baseball officer. It is, as we've been talking about all along, it's a possibility. Craig Breslow, former left-handed reliever for the Red Sox of the 2013 World Series team, an assistant GM for the Cubs for the last few years, and someone that, um, frankly, when this process started, we did an emergency podcast about Bloom being fired. I think we talked about a lot of names, you know, just speculatively that day, and I don't think Craig Breslow came up. Uh, it obviously um, is somebody we've talked about the last few days and weeks. This His name has seemed to heat up during the process, but he is the guy, the Red Sox, hiring their new number one baseball executive. That's all we know at this point, and I think that's all that's done at this point because I think Breslow's going to have a chance to structure the front office the way he wants. Sean, we both wrote columns this morning on Mass Live as well as Chris Smith. So I know uh, after reading you some of your takeaways from this hire, but um, just your first reaction, gut reaction and thoughts to Craig Breslow joining the Red Sox here. Yeah, I I think it's somewhat of a gutsy hire on the part of the Red Sox. And, you know, we can all make jokes about the number of people who turned them down, who didn't want to interview for the position and that it wasn't the field of applicants and candidates that they probably envisioned when this began a month ago. Uh, I think it's also safe to say, as I wrote, that I bet Greg Breslow was not really on their uh, horizon when they started this search. But when you see the field of people they had from which to choose, uh, Breslow stands out for a number of ways. Number one, he's an ex-player. That's rare these days. But of course, we know with Breslow's intelligence and his background, he also has plenty of analytical uh, experience and understands the data I think Craig Breslow probably understands just about everything, uh, given his smarts and intelligence and native baseball smarts. Uh, those are all good things. Um, it, it, it's a surprising hire, and it comes with some risk, because as we know, Breslow doesn't have a ton of experience, certainly not to match the likes of Thad Levine and some others that were in the running. And it even pales in comparison to his predecessor, a fellow Yale alum, I'm Bloom, who had spent about 15 years working for the Tampa Bay Rays. So this is a very different background and resume. 
But um, I think there's some real upside here, and I think that's what intrigued the Red Sox. He, it may, he may need some hand-holding in the beginning. He may need to grow into the job. But I think they like his skill set and envision that this is a guy that could really have, you know, I keep talking about him as if he's still a player, but it's like he has a high ceiling, that there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, I, I see that. I see all of that. And I think, you know, the reasons for why they were aggressive to make this move and um, are pretty clear. You know, I think the pitching side is a huge piece of it. That's the piece of the organization they really need to fix and fix now. Um you know, it's the first player in, in 50 years to uh, be in the GM chair. Um, I think it's, as you said, a little outside the box, kind of a home run type hire uh, is what they're aiming for. I think you said, you know, they're not looking for a singles hitter here and one of these guys that's been in the chair before. I just think, you know, we had this conversation in, in mid-September. We talked about it being hard to envision them not hiring an experienced candidate. And I come back to that. You know, I thought it was going to be the Brian Sabians of the world, the John Daniels or some of these people, you know, who have run a department before. And that just wasn't what they ended up doing. Part of that, um, I think, was because they got told no by so many people. Part of that because Craig Breslow was just so impressive throughout the process. I do think many people in the game have reached out and said this is going to be a huge leap. This is going to be a big leap from the number three chair in Chicago where... He's working remotely from Newton. He's not in on the day-to-day. He's in part of the inner circle and has a big role for sure, but not you know in the day-to-day running of a team at the ballpark. This is going to be a lot different. Obviously, he's not going to have to move the family, things like that, but it's going to be a much more constant um, piece of it. There's going to be a lot that uh, he has to do on a daily basis. For that, I think that you know there probably will be an experienced GM brought in in some capacity, whether as the GM under Breslow or uh, a senior advisor, maybe, maybe somebody know, he knows through his career. Um, so how the front office shakes out, I think, will will make things clearer in the next few days. I wrote my column today um, and being called negative, which I'm usually not, so it's uh, a nice change up, but that as good as the hire might be, and we can't judge that today, we can only speculate, we'll know in a few years, this search will be remembered for how many people said no. And I think it just serves as such an organizational wake-up call for the Red Sox in so many ways. If you remember, uh, you might have been the one that asked a question, but we were sitting there at the end-of-year press conference, um, and somebody asked Sam Kennedy you know, about, do you think clients will be hesitant to join the Red Sox? And his response was, you know, not just in the words, but in the tone, like, are you kidding me? Of course not. The quote's here. This is the Boston Red Sox. If you want to run a baseball organization, this is where you want to be. You want to be in Boston. Why? Because it matters here more than anywhere else. If you're not up for that challenge, thanks, but no thanks. And thanks, but no thanks turned out to be kind of the key phrase of the search going in the other direction. Sam had no idea how prophetic he was being when he uttered those words. And just like to me, thinking in those terms, we're the Red Sox, we'll just hey, we'll call anybody in the game and they'll be lining up because we're the Red Sox and we're the best. And like the the shine has gone off some of that around the game. And we've seen that. And and this is, you know, beating a dead horse a little bit with stuff we've talked about on here the last couple of weeks. But I'm not saying that I expected them to lure Mike Hazen or Derek Falvey or Chris Antonetti or some of those people. That's fine. Even Kim Ang, if she's going to take a year off and step back from the game totally, 
not really on the Red Sox. But when you have Sam Fold and Brandon Gomes, as I wrote today, not like in no world should you have young up and coming executives who are number twos about who are going to take the jump at some point, New England natives who don't even want to interview. You can't have a guy like James Click come in and go through the interview process and take himself out because he's wary of different things that are going on. You can't have these retreads, for lack of a better word, whether it be Mike Hill, John Daniels, some of these other people who want to get back in and want to run a team saying no as well. So, like, it was a wide variety of people that said no, and it speaks to a lot of problems that I think the Red Sox have in their head decided don't exist. And I think, you know, yep. those those Kennedy comments really speak to um, being out of touch with the reality of how the game views them. And as I wrote and as I said, this should be a wake-up call because of it. Yeah, I, I don't think Sam will admit this or or certainly articulate it publicly, but it had to have been a humbling experience. Mm-hmm go in with the expectation that they could pick and choose, that they could recruit and basically uh, take the best and the brightest and offer them this job, only to find that a lot of them wanted nothing to do with it. And maybe Craig Breslow is the path back to some stability, to some consistent success. He certainly has the smarts and intelligence uh, and background to begin that journey. Uh, We know that he comes with a reputation of being kind of the pitching whisperer, that he turned around the Cubs minor league pitching development program, where uh, not long ago uh, it was in shambles, and now they may have as many elite pitching prospects. You see guys like Justin Hughes getting to the big leagues and having success. Um, You know, a lot of that uh, can be credited to Breslow. But, of course, the job is bigger This job is much, much bigger than improving the pitching development, although if if there's ever an organization that could welcome that, it's this one. We know that with Brian Bayo, it's really the first guy since Clay Buckholtz that they have developed as a homegrown starter with some success. So he'll have to have his imprint on that, but so much more. And there's a lot of learning for him. You know, he hasn't negotiated contracts. He hasn't uh, been involved in trade negotiations. He hasn't uh, done a lot of those things that even lower level front office employees get a chance to participate in. So, as I said, he'll need some some hand holding at the beginning. um, And it'll be interesting to see how he uh, fills out that staff. But I, I think if you're a Red Sox fan, um, if you're looking at this today and saying, are we in better shape now than, you know, than 48 hours ago? Uh, I think the answer to that is yes. You've got a smart guy running the show um, who uh, has shown uh, the ability to learn on the job, to uh, to apply his own experience uh, to helping to make players better. Um, he's got a lot to learn. I think he'll be the first to admit that. But I, I think it's a hire that brings with it some optimism. Yeah, you know, if if I'll say kind of the part of the hire that I like the best, it's, you know, there were times where Heim Bloom, who I, once again, don't think should have been fired when he was. I think he should, probably should have gotten another year. But at this point, that doesn't matter. And it's a tired take. Um, there are a few points or many points over time where, there was a disconnect between Bloom and the clubhouse, whether it be clashing with Alex Cora about making moves to make the team better, whether it was at this year's trade deadline, focusing too much on the playoff odds and not really reading the room and um, th- 
thinking about what reinforcements could do. Heimblum never played in the majors. He's never been in the clubhouse and never been as a player. He's walked in there, so have we. Um, but he's never gone through a season as a player and and um, been in that boat. Craig Breslow has. And so, you know, he can look at uh, playoff odds maybe a little bit differently with a player's mindset. He can look at some of these opportunities to acquire players differently with a player's mindset. He'll have kind of an idea of what it takes to thrive in Boston as a player in a way that anybody who's been in that chair and has not done it um, can do. And I think that that adds a really interesting element. And we're seeing this throughout the game a little bit. As of two years ago, Jerry Depoto um, was the only executive, the only top executive in baseball uh, who had played in the majors in Seattle. The last two years, we've now seen three get hired. Chris Young is kind of the guy everybody's talking about today, Ivy League, uh, former major league pitcher who made a quick rise and now has the Rangers in the World Series. Chris Getz just got hired by the White Sox as their general manager to replace Rick Hahn and now Craig Breslow here in Boston. So now four of the 30 um, seats are filled with former players. This might be one of those trends. Um, but again, this is the first time this has happened in Boston since I believe Haywood Sullivan in uh, 77 through 84, because as funny as it would be to picture this, Dan Duquette and Theo Epstein and David Dombrowski, Ben Charrington, Heimblum, none of those guys ever uh, wore tight pants at Fenway. Uh, or, or Lou Gorman, um, no. who was the immediate successor to Haywood Sullivan. But yeah, it is kind of an interesting trend uh, in some sports. <clears throat> certainly in hockey, you see a lot of former players become executives you've got uh we only need to look at the local entry the boston bruins have a former player as a team president in cam neely they have a former player as their general manager and don sweeney that's commonplace and big names in hockey steve eiserman mario lemieux have all been executives at the head of their franchises uh, i don't know that we're going to see a huge trend this way in baseball but it does bring uh, a different perspective, and I think it's an immediate buy-in for the players. Oh, this guy knows what it's like to be traded, to be released, to worry about his next contract, to to worry about if he's going to make a club out of spring training. All those experiences, uh, Craig Breslow has been through them. He, he wasn't an all-star pitcher. He got a 12-year career out of being a lefty reliever, and you got to be pretty smart to figure out how to do that in the first place. But he's experienced everything a player can experience, and I think that gives him almost immediate credibility in that clubhouse when interacting with players. Yeah, I think, and that's a big, big piece of it. You know, the intellect speaks for itself. The resume, the biggest question mark, and how big this leap will be, also a question mark. And and as I said, how the rest of the front office shakes out to me is very important. They need somebody experienced in there in some role. Um, you know, maybe some uh, bring in a couple people from outside the organization that have some power so it's not that echo chamber type thing that people have worried about with the executives who have been here forever we wanted to keep this short and sweet today not only because uh it's how we should do an emergency episode but also because i have to run to a haircut plenty more coverage coming on masslive.com and the craig breslow hire press conference should be this week appreciate uh you following along as always and a reminder, Chris, that when we have our regularly scheduled Thursday podcast, our guest will be a former Craig Breslow teammate and current Cubs broadcaster Ryan Dempster as our guest. So you want to tune in for that on Thursday. Former Sox 2013 champ Ryan Dempster joins us to give some insight into Craig Breslow. 
This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.